This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is one of your hosts, Melanie Wise, and I am the Senior Director of Outreach here at Mercy. And I am one of your other hosts, Dr. Brooke Keels, and I'm the Senior Director of Counseling and Program Strategy at Mercy Multiplied. And hey, I'm Rachel Thomas. I'm the Podcast Coordinator and Content Specialist, and Happy New Year. We can say that now because it is... The new Indeed year it is. The new we made it. I know. Twenty officially. Twenty twenty one. Um, and we're so pumped that you guys are back. You know, we've talked about this before about turning the page, quote unquote. And you don't need me to tell you that a new number here, you know, it means everything we just walked through goes away by any means. But it is pretty crazy to think that, wow, we we made it through twenty twenty. <laughs> so let's talk about what that means. Let's talk about what that means going forward. And I think Brooke, you set this up so well, like so many podcasts ago, just how there was kind of like this overall cry from the masses, like, oh, death to 2020 and like 21, I can't wait till you're here. And then Brooke was like, yeah, but it's, what's, what's changing? Like it's just a number. And I just joked about this with my brother-in-law the other day. We were, he was, he works like in the government and he works at the state capitol in Texas. And we were just talking about some stuff. And I was like, isn't it hilarious how everybody was just like, yeah, Yeah. like it's over. And like to look at the world. Yeah. In (laughs) no way is it over. And when I say it, I could, be talking about so many things. Well, that's what I was about to say. Let's define it. Let's define. Mm -hmm. Exactly. No, you're, you're, you're dead on. I mean, you're absolutely right. And so I think, I don't know, as we were talking about what we were going to discuss today, the topic of, so how do we move forward? Like, what does this look like if so many of the things that we were walking through are the same? And, you know, obviously it's no secret that many of us are, are walking through some of the very same struggles. So how do we keep going and not burn out, give up, you know, all all of the, just all of the things together. Um, Again, we've talked about this before too, that there's a real mental health crisis going on right now because of everything that has been on in the past year. And I thought this was really interesting. Brooke, you actually sent this to me from the Kaiser Family Foundation, just about where we are in the world with mental health. Um, this was, I guess, maybe not surprising, but more confirming <laughs> just how people are reporting that what 2020 has has brought on and then where we're headed into the year where it's kind of left them. So um, they reported that many adults are reporting specific negative impacts on their mental health. I guess no surprise there, but it's it's increased their difficulty in sleeping. 36% reported that. 32% reported that they can't even eat. They're having trouble eating. And then 12% reported an increase in alcohol consumption and substance abuse. And when you think about that, and even just this idea of just surviving from day to day, like this is not 
the father's heart. The, you know, that's not, no matter where you are on the spectrum of like, why do bad things happen? You can for sure look at the word of God and know that like his heart is not for suffering. Mm-hmm. John 10, 10, you know, the, the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. So where do we go from here? <laughs> mm-hmm. Who would like to hop in? I, I guess that's my question is how do we keep yeah. going without just surviving? Yeah. I, I, um, when we talked about doing this specific episode as we are, you know, jumping into this new year, um, I had shared with you, Rachel, I think just about a post that I had seen, um, it was actually back in the fall. I don't know how, how many people listening, you know, maybe follow or know of Shauna Nequist, but I just, she's just somebody I follow on Instagram. I've read some of her books and things of that nature. And, um, you know, she, she just typically posts like some kind of just raw, real stuff that really, I think connects with people. And she posted something back in the fall that I just thought it was so relevant then. And I think it's, almost even more relevant today than it was when she posted it, which might've been like, I don't know, October. Um, and, and it really kind of set the foundation for what we talked about, you know, doing today for this episode. Um, and I thought it was just so good that I thought I would just read it, um, to kind of lead us into the conversation today. Um, because really at the end of the day, I think you kind of, you know, nodded to this, um, but just us, saying, hey, like, we're almost through with it. Right. (laughs) Whatever it is. And, um, like, let's just power through. Let's grit our teeth. Let's just, you know, buck up and, like, we can do this. We can do this. Power through it. And and her post was just very, like, kind of spoke to that mentality, which I think a lot of people have. It's just, like, grit your teeth and get through it, and then we'll be on the other side, and everything will be great and wonderful and happy again, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so I'm going to read her post. I don't know how long it had been, but I kind of shifted some of the wording to be more relevant to like today, January, 2021. Um, and so here's what it said. It said, uh, it's been 10 months or so, depending on where you live, since schools closed and shelter in place, stay at home orders were issued last March. And we are in the midst of yet another surge. Um, obviously we're talking about COVID here. Um, we're exhausted and sad. We're missing loved ones we haven't seen or hugged for months. We're grieving the loss of so many lives. We're watching our kids struggle. We're dreading the cold weather and the return to the restrictions of last spring, which is definitely something we're in the midst of right now. This is hard. This is hard and it's not over. Today, I'm taking a close, honest look at my own spiritual and mental and physical health and the needs of my family and immediate community. I'm looking at what I have to give and also what I need to ask for help with in order to keep going. Where do I need support? What can I leave behind? What do my kids need from me right now? We can't just white knuckle it a little longer. We need to make concrete plans for health and wholeness. We need to choose ways of living that will sustain us through this profoundly difficult season. Mm. What's one decision or plan you can make to support your own spiritual, mental, or physical health this week? It's up to each one of us. Keep going. 
so that's kind of what we wanted to even title uh, the the show today was like just keep going right um, but but don't just keep going maybe if you've kind of been in that just like go power through white knuckle mode maybe it's actually time to say how am I gonna sustainably keep going and remain healthy and whole in the midst of this and so what we kind of want to jump into today is this idea that you know as we're going into this new year, everybody's always about resolutions and goals and it's all fine and good. That's fine. But what we want to encourage you all today with is that we need to take a look, a really, really good look at our lives and our, and our physical health, our mental health, our emotional health, our spiritual health. And we need to actually come up with some very intentional plans for staying healthy and staying whole in this season. So what we are going to do in our show today is actually give you five questions that we want to encourage you to ask yourself as you're heading into this new year. And we just really think and we hope that these questions are going to help kind of guide you as you prioritize your physical, mental, and emotional health in this season. I love goals. I love resolutions. Those are all fine and great. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, I don't know if there's anything more important for you to do as we're going into this year um, than to say, what am I going to do to stay healthy and whole? Um, for myself, I had a coworker, um, just today say, Hey, for you to be who you, I know you want to be for your family, you're going to need to prioritize your emotional health in this season, you know? And I'm yeah. like, dang, that's good. It's not just about me. It's about the people I care about the most right. receiving and having of me what they need. And that's so right. it's not just a selfish decision to prioritize your own health. It's not, it's, it's going to massively affect those who are closest to you. Okay. That's really good. That's funny. Cause actually my never ending, uh, angel and or devil on my shoulder, depending on how I feel about him <laughs> that day is my husband. Um, no, <laughs> which is usually if he's lining me out, uh, I don't feel great about it, but yeah, we had that same conversation this week of just, mm. um, and you know, it can't, he was like, you have to understand. And it's an ongoing conversation, as you can sure. imagine. But he was like, you have to understand that if you don't take care of yourself, it affects us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just, it just does. It's not just you. And I am the queen of powering through and white knuckling <laughs> and doing all of that. And so I come from a very understanding place. But what I did realize is like you mentioned earlier, Rachel, with 20, 2021 is you've got to manage your expectations because white knuckling something or sucking it up and all that, that is meant for a very short amount of time. And it is not meant to go on for so long that you never deal with and process what you're having to like push through, you know, pushing through does not mean pushing everything away or down, you know? And so that idea of like a lot of disappointment comes from managing our expectations. And there are a lot of people that are sad because they somehow thought when that ball dropped virtually, (laughs) <laughs> on New Year's Eve, that something was going to change. And I said this, I think, in a meeting yesterday. I was like, we're like, well, how are you feeling? I was like, well, 2021 feels the same as 2020. So that's where I'm at right now. Right. Um, but it doesn't change um, how how I know God is good. And then I love like what we're about to do here. So I'm going to jump into the first thing. And the first question that we would really encourage you to ask, and we will all also be asking ourselves, yes. you're not doing yes. this. Yes. Um, and it does have two parts is what worked for my mental and emotional health last year. So what worked well. Yes. And then the second part of this is what worked against my mental and emotional health last year. 
And Mm. so really kind of assessing that, taking note of when did I actually feel at rest, at peace? Um, What were the things that that I needed to do? Um, You know, when did I feel the worst? Um, And I can just tell you for me personally what uh, we we had such a blessing that mercy allows us to be off Mm -hmm. (laughs) over the holidays. And I actually rested and um, it Yay. was for the first time I go, oh, that's what this, oh my that's goodness. what this is supposed to feel it's like. Revolutionary <laughs> what is this? Right? I was like, I just feel so good. <laughs> I physically feel great, you know, oh, and lot. Scott's like, mm-hmm. yeah. And so figuring out how to actually, and granted it was like the last, last week of the year that I figured hey, it, it happened. That's a revelation for you. It is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like I've, ne- I've, ne- I don't think I've ever felt so good at least in that I could remember than I did when I actually rested and was just, I didn't feel bad about anything. I didn't feel badly that I wasn't working. I didn't feel badly that I wasn't, you know, and I had set myself up for it um, from pressure, outside pressure to like guard that time. And it was incredible how well that worked. And so now I'm like, okay, I have to figure out how to do that and not mm-hmm. just like three days at the end of next year, <laughs> the end of this year. So that was, that. that was honestly really cool and hard for me to admit, but rest is great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and another thing that worked actually against my mental and emotional health last year was frankly the, the pushing through consistently without talking to someone or processing, you know what I mean? Like actually being in, 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 I won't get into the details, but I've had to carry a lot at work regarding COVID. And so mm-hmm. it has kind of been a never ending hit after hit after hit with it mm-hmm. and realizing that I have to stop and let that out. I've got to talk to the Lord about it. I can't just compartmentalize it where it doesn't exist because it mm-hmm. started. And I'll tell you all, I had a panic attack for the first time in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea where that came from. And then as I was praying about it, um, the Lord was like, this is what it is. You're not, you're not dumping this on me, you know, you need, and you need to. So anyway, so I've, so that's what, uh, that's what I had guys, yeah. just in case you wanted to know who was struggling this year. That's so. good. I think it's so good to ask both what worked well and what did not work well, like, yeah. and being very intentional about building one up and getting the other one out. Um, yeah. it's really good. Exactly. Um, the second question that we, um, wanted to encourage you all to ask, and this will not be a fun one for many of you, but it is, in what areas of my life do I need some support? Yeah. And you cannot end the question there because the second part of the question is, and how will I get it? Like, who can I ask? How is this going to happen? And I will first say that if you are finding yourself like struggling with just this whole concept of like asking for help, who am I going to ask that from like getting vulnerable with other people about your needs. Mm. Um, I think the first step of this is just taking some time to like back up and be like, okay, Lord, what's this about? Like, why is this hard for me? Why is this a struggle for me? I would say maybe a very universal issue is that people just see expressing need or even having need as weakness. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I just, I remember years ago when somebody said, well, guess what? If you think that you having a need and getting that met by someone else is weakness, then that means that you are not able to give to other people without seeing them as weak as well. Like your giving is not, I'm like, well, shoot, you're so right. You know? And so I had to do some major heart work on like what, I mean, and I'm not saying I've somehow arrived um, because even just, 
in this current season of our lives, um, I know for anybody who's been listening to Mercy Talk, um, if you listen to our last show of the year, I mentioned that my dad was in the ICU and um, he had actually, by the time we posted that show, he had already passed away. Mm. Um, and so we've been walking through that as a family for the last uh, almost month now. Mm. And I'm like, like my, the depth of my need is like overwhelming to me. And I'm like, okay, so it requires for me to lose a parent for me to be okay with receiving help from people because I am at this point, I'm like, no, I will let you bring that meal. No, I will let you clean my house. I had some dear friends who went over to our house last week and took down all of our Christmas decorations. Cause I was like, that's going to be the most depressing thing for me to do when I go home. And so they wow. got into our house, took down our Christmas decorations. I mean, things that I'm like, I'm very capable of doing this. It's not. Yeah. And so I think that's the question when you're saying, where do I need some support? It doesn't mean you're not capable of doing it. Right. It just means that to have some of that additional help and support in an area of your life is just going to set you up better because what we're talking about here is not burning yourself out, not wearing yourself out, not white knuckling it. And in order to do that, sometimes you're just going to need a little bit of help and support. And you know what, that might even be for the first time you decide, you know what, it would not be horrible for me to have a few counseling sessions. Like, let me just tell you right now, we're, we're, like we're building up our counseling bucket, uh, in our budget right now, you know, just because we know that that's an area where we need some support and some help. I know that even grieving the loss of my dad, I want to just do it. Well, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I could do it. I know, I know me and Jesus could walk this out and do this, but how great would it be just to have some support, just a little bit of extra help in that process? Like how great would that be? And so I just encourage you wherever you are, whatever that looks like, if it's mental, emotional help, support, if it's just um, some actual, just tangible, I need some help uh, with my kids in a certain area. Here's what I found. Like people who love Jesus and who love you, like can't wait to help. That's good, Mel. I mean, they really can't. Like, yeah. Like the, I found the people in our life in this last month have just been like, oh, it is such an honor for me to be yeah. asked to help you right now. Yeah. Like this is an like the person who watched our dog for the whole month that we were gone was like, this was an honor for me. Like I'm honored to take care of Franklin. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, so it's not. And if it's someone who sees it as weakness or is like, you know, I don't want to be inconvenienced by your need or whatever, like, then, then you don't need to worry about what they think anyway. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it doesn't mean that friends with them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't mean that you can't give people permission to say, look, this may not be a good season for you. You may be dying and have nothing to give and that's okay. Um, but you know, what I'm saying is that people's just mentality towards the idea of helping you that's on them. And so, um, that's a hard question to ask, but I think it's really, really important um, to really ask that question. Is there an area of my life that I just need some help? I just need some support. And if so, who am I going to ask? And when am I going to ask them and like, yeah. make a plan to do it? That's yeah. right. That's good. I really like that. Yeah, that's so good, Mel. And so much of that, too, with having issues of, I don't say issues, but being afraid to ask others goes back to what we're dealing with on the inside at a root level, which we talk about all the time, but you know, where was it along the way that you were told a story or believed a story that 
asking for help equals weakness. Mm -hmm. And that really, you know, forms and shapes the way you think about reaching out and asking for help. But I, I love the way you frame that. Just there are people who cannot wait to love on you and to help you. And the enemy wants you to think the opposite. So mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, what better way to keep us in bondage than to think we have to handle everything on our own. And that's just not mm -hmm. you. Right. Um, that, that isolates it, isolates yeah. us. Even when you were talking, people like helping each other is what connects us, supporting yes. each other is what connects us, you know, yes. and you're not weak for needing it. People love to do it. And then, you know, but this idea of like, you know, you don't need anything or I can handle it on my, I don't want to burden anyone else. That's right. also my favorite, mm -hmm. yes. you know? Yes. Um, and it's that, that, that actually isolates us. And so okay. I, like, I was just, even Melanie, I know with what y'all are walking through, like it is, you know, I know for me personally, it's just like, what do you need? Mercy Multiplied exists to provide opportunities for all to experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life-transforming power. Our residential program is for women ages 13 to 32, and our outpatient services are for women ages 13 and older. Both programs are voluntary, biblically-based, and completely free of charge. Our goal is to help women in our programs permanently stop destructive cycles, discover purposes for their lives, and experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life-transforming power. If you or someone you know would like to apply to one of our programs or you'd simply like to find out more information, you can start by heading to our website at mercymultiplied.com. Another question that we want you to consider, and I would feel like this is equally not as fun, maybe not as hard as what Mel just said, but I feel like it's hard to be consistent in and hard to be honest about. Cause if you're thinking that, Oh, I, I need to worry about everybody else except me, or I just need to power through your physical health, mm -hmm. probably not at the top of your game. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like eating, exercise. Oh, and wait, sleep. Do we need to sleep to live? I don't know. I, is the verdict mm -hmm. still out? <laughs> Caffeine, you know, takes care, yeah. but, but yeah. those kinds of even that thought process of thinking, well, I can just drive my body into the ground yeah. until there's nothing left. Well, that's only going to serve you for so many years until you start paying the price. Mm -hmm. um, and so we would just encourage you to, to take an honest assessment. And you can, Brooke was talking about her hubby giving her that honest assessment. So maybe your spouse is that person. <laughs> maybe it's your you know, roommate. Maybe it's a parent. I don't know. But get somebody you know, to hold you accountable, but also that can give you honest feedback about those habits. So how you are abusing or neglecting, especially in seasons of stress, those habits. I know with me, um, again, sleep is one of them. It's just like, well, I'll just work as late as I need to, or, you know, my count, my kid, whatever that project is that I need to do with my kids. And, you know, it'll be fine if I don't go to bed till two. I mean, you know, just those things. And after a while you start, you start seeing yourself as, I know this sounds silly, but like invincible in a way. And that's mm -hmm. a lot because you're gonna, you're gonna hit a roadblock. Um, and it's not healthy again for those around you. They need you. And, uh, you really cannot serve or love them well if you're not taking care of your body. I know that can mm -hmm. be kind of weird to say in the church, but it's the truth. God made us, he made our bodies. Um, he resides in them. So <laughs> we need to honor and steward that mm -hmm. well. So I'm, I'm not like the person to preach about that. I'm just saying I feel convicted as I was 
Because yeah. I was assigned to read that. <laughs> so that's the third question. Did you actually say the question? Or oh, did I, I say the question? Let me see. Oh, sorry. No, I didn't. Did. Thank you, Mel. What is one habit that I could establish to support my physical health? Just one. Just start with one. Just one. Just one. Doesn't have to be crazy. Yeah. You don't have to start a full-on diet. You don't have to say, you don't, like, just, just what's one thing? Because listen, if you start putting too much on yourself, it's never going to happen. But like, I love this idea of just one. Like, think of one thing. <laughs> start there. Well, and I can tell you as a person who um, feels like they're uh, physically invincible, um, you know, <laughs> and doesn't need to sleep. My goal for this year was to feel really good on four hours of sleep every night. Uh, oh my and gosh. I know, I know. It hasn't worked out yet. That like um, makes me want to cry. But I'm there's just so, so many things to do. Um, so <laughs> it's out of an excitement for life, Melanie. Anyway, <laughs> not like I think what Rachel said, it's just what's helped me deal with my issues of sleep and taking care of myself is continuously recognizing that that the physical, the, you know, the soul, spiritual, and the emotional, all of that, like, exists together. You know, like, I have to mm -hmm. remember that. You cannot mm -hmm. feed one and neglect the others. They all yeah. matter. And it all matters in being a whole person. And I do believe that that's what we're called to be is a whole person. And so not out of, not out of a shame or dang, I wish I would get it together, you know, or I wish I would eat healthier, you know, forget all that. It's more about just like, if I, ha if I'm spending time feeding my spirit, my soul, yeah. why am I not spending time feeding, caring for, if you will, you know, the physical. Um, yeah. And I think sometimes, cause people are like, well, it's not eternal. Like it does, you know, and it's like, well, but it, it does matter how we live out our daily lives. Absolutely. And, and, and getting into kind of, you know, I mean, it matters if you have the physical energy to deal with renewing the mind, because guess mm -hmm. what? That's a lot of effort. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of action. Mm -hmm. um, and it is so easy. I was talking to somebody the other day and they were like, I don't even know, like everybody talks about renewing the mind. I have no idea. This person's been in church their entire life. Hmm. Like I have no idea how to actually do that. Hmm. And I think that it's, you know, for my preacher kid self, that always drove me crazy, right? We hear these things and we throw it around and then it becomes cliche. Right. And so then people don't ignore you when you're like, no, but like, I really know how to help you do that. Like, I can mm -hmm. really how to renew your mind, which is one of the most incredible things to me about mercy is that we actually talk about how to do it. The practical, like you said, mm -hmm. the pragmatic. Um, and, you know, that's the beautiful thing about keys to freedom too. I was like, you don't know how to renew your mind. Well, do I have a study for you? <laughs> <laughs> so, so glad you asked. Yeah. I'm yeah. So, so, you wanted me to tell you, right. And so anyway, but um, I think that like it, it involves our physical selves. Um, it involves the spiritual, the emotional, just the whole thing, you know, but we do have to be physically healthy to really have the energy to, to dive into the spiritual and be healthy, be, be spiritually healthy. Yeah. Um, and so this leads to the fourth question that we um, encourage everybody to ask this year. And it is, what is one thing that I can start doing to increase my daily connection with the Lord? Um, and, and this is where we get our, not only our supernatural strength that we can't muster up on our own, but like the lifeline for this journey cannot be mm -hmm. mustered up by our own, um, our own selves. And again, I say that as a person who has tried and, and you referenced the the podcast we did, you know, at the end of the year and, and actually talked a lot about that and uh, uh -huh. realizing it. But it's also not just trying to force a connection with the Lord, but actually sitting back and asking him, 
you know, what are the verses you have for me that inspire connection, that encourage connection? Um, it's not just like, I need to feel connected. Like, how do I, you know, white knuckle this too? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How do I bully my way into a connection yeah. with the Lord? Um, and so anyway, but when we're connected to the source, Isaiah forty thirty one says, those who trust the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. You know, the realization of like, when I read that scripture and, and you're like, well, I feel faint. I feel weary. And I really had to go back to, okay, but the Lord said I wasn't. The Lord said I would run and not grow weary. And so what what am I missing? What connection am I missing there? Because then, because mm-hmm. if he says I won't, then I'm not. Mm-hmm. And what am I missing about how can I kind of trust him in that and let him carry the things that I need him to carry? And that's, that's been, that's been a journey. It's the one I'm on now. Yeah. Um, and I'll be it started from a place of just learning how to be grateful for really mm-hmm. small things. So again, I won't mm-hmm. get too much into that, but I just, I love, I love all of these so far. Yeah. And how hopefully they all bring like encouragement, excitement and not feeling badly. <laughs> right. Well, and I mean, you know, let's be honest when you look at the questions that we've asked, there's probably not one that's more important than that one. Yeah. Um, and I just, you know, I've just thought not to get too like into what this, the last few weeks have been like for me and for my family, but you know, there was a point a couple weeks ago where I realized like, I, I for sure have been powering through this journey, this experience so far, just because there is so much to be done, you know, um, for anybody right. who's lost a close family member knows like there's so much work that goes, you know, into just kind of that process and getting, you know, getting my mom set up well, um, has been, you know, the priority for me while I've been home. And so I've kind of been like, I'm just going to power through for a month. And then when I get home, I'll start, you know, I'm still kind of honestly in that place. I'm not flying home till, you know, tomorrow. So, um, and, and to be honest, I haven't even really engaged a whole lot with the Lord in it. Cause I'm like, I don't even know where to go. I don't even know what to do. I don't even know right. what to say. I don't even know where to begin processing all the things that have happened with you. God, like, I don't even know how I feel about talking to you about it right now. I don't really feel about talking about it to anybody right now. You know, I'm just like, and so I have, I have, um, uh, consciously or subconsciously kind of distanced myself from the Lord. And here's, here's what I'll say about that. You know, um, I know that I've got to start making some intentional choices to like really have that connection back with the Lord. I also know that in the midst of this, and I'll try not to get emotional in saying this, but I, I did have one afternoon a couple of weeks ago where I was able to get away from all that's happening in our house and took my journal and I was like, all right, I just sat down and I was like, all right, I don't know. (laughs) I'm not, I don't have a devotional to read right now. I don't have something to guide this time. I'm just going to sit here and I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, but I'm just here, Lord. Like I'm just here. And I really felt impressed by him that, you know, even though I had kind of like almost distanced myself in a, in a way from him because of the fact that I just hadn't been, hadn't been communicating with him. I hadn't been, I mean, I guess in some ways just like my spirit had been, you know, but it was almost like a subconscious thing. I just felt like the Lord was like, Hey, guess what? This, yes, scripture is true. When you draw near to God, he's going to draw near to you. And when you seek him, you're going to find him. But 
I think sometimes we have this picture of the Lord as if he's just kind of sitting in his, at his, you know, in his throne. And if we lean away from him, he's going to kind of lean away from us. If we lean in, he'll lean in. If we lean away, he'll lean away too. Right. And in fact, what I've been reminded of just even in this last month is that no, like scripture is very clear that he is a pursuing God. And so I have felt like his pursuit of me and his saying, hey, guess what? Even when you feel so weak and so tired and so depleted that you don't even know how to show up with me, mm-hmm. like I don't stop pursuing you and I don't stop showing up for you. Yeah. And when I've looked just even at kind of what we've gone through the last few weeks, I'm like the way that the Lord has sustained us yeah. is unreal, like unbelievable the the strength that he has given us to do some things that I, if you had told me I was going to have to, you know, stand in my dad's closet and, you know, wash his clothes that hadn't been washed. Like, like things that if you had told me before that I was going to have to do, I would have been like, there's just no way. Like, I'm not going to be able to handle that. I can't do that. That's too hard. That's going to be too. And the Lord has given us the strength and the, the ability to be sustained in the midst of that. So I think that just reminds me of the scripture you just read of like saying, you know what, if you have that, that incident with the Lord, even in seasons where you feel a little dried out spiritually, when you don't even know how to lean in, when you're so stinking tired and exhausted that you're like, I just don't even, I don't have what it takes to even connect with you right now, Lord, guess what? He continues to pursue and he continues to sustain. Like he's so good at saying, guess what? My heart for you doesn't change despite you. Right. <laughs> like the way I feel about you as my son or daughter doesn't change whether or not you are like on fire, spending time with me every day or not. Like, and so I want there to be so much grace around that question. But at the same time, I know that I've been the one missing out. Like I'm the one missing out on that fullness of joy, that fullness of energy, that fullness of strength, that complete dependence on the Lord, that releasing of the things to his feet. Like I'm the one missing out on that. And so it's given me that like, I'm, I'm so glad you've asked that question because I'm like, man, I need, like, that is the most important question for me this year. And in this season is like, what am I going to do every day to just like be as connected to him as possible? Because I can't do this without him. And guess what? I don't know what everybody out there is walking through right now, but you can't do it without him. Like you're just not going to be able to sustain um, because he has the ability to do it in a way that is crazy. Like it's truly supernatural. Um, And so I think that I almost kind of wish that we were ending with that question, but I do want to give this very last question, which is, um, this is one of our favorite questions. We ask it at our workshop. We, uh, we're always, always, always just all about this question being what energizes and rejuvenates me and how can I regularly and intentionally incorporate it into my life? That's going to look completely different for every single person because the things that energize me are definitely not the things that energize you, Brooke and vice versa Correct. as a general rule, like, you know, different people. And it's just, and it's finding out what those things are for you. And it can be a small thing, y'all. It can be really, really small. I know for me, I'm like going, like getting away by myself and sitting in a coffee shop does something to my soul. I don't know what, like what happens to me, but something happens. And, and it is truly a time that I kind of just get to commune with the Lord in a different way. 
and I haven't been able to do it for the last month. And I am like, like, I cannot wait for the first day when I am back in Tennessee that I get to go sit in a coffee shop alone and just have my journal and have my coffee and have the people around me. But it's just like me and the Lord. And, um, and so, you know, for me, I actually have the ability on a certain day of the week when my child has childcare to be able to go and do that. Um, if you are like, I have no idea how I'm going to get, like, figure it out. I know whenever we were being quarantined with my husband, I was like, all right, babe, what is it for you? Like, what do you need every week that gives you energy, that gives you life? And we will figure out how to make that happen for you. And he did the same thing for me. And Mm -hmm. so on a certain day of the week, I got to leave the house, leave the child with Pete, and I got to go to my coffee shop and do my thing, you know, because that was something that gave me life. And so... It doesn't have to be anything crazy. It can be one hour a week. I don't care what it is, but figure out what that is for you and figure out how you're going to be able to very regularly incorporate that into your life. Um, that, that will just be, that'll be that breath of fresh air that you just kind of continue to need to keep, keep going, which is exactly what we've titled the show. So, um, yeah, Brooke, do you have any, any final thoughts before we sign off? No, other than sitting in a coffee shop by myself sounds terrible. Um, so, so <laughs> but it funny. does make me happy that it makes you happy. <laughs> it, it's so, it's so. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, I love it. Okay. <laughs> like you're talking about it. Like it's so magical. It is. Oh my gosh. If you like, find me sitting in a coffee shop by myself, <laughs> check on me. <laughs> I mean, the only way I ever see you sitting in a coffee shop by yourself is with your work computer. That's true. Just pounding yeah. away, getting That's it done. That's right. And be yeah. like, no one speak to me. That's, that's right. right. That's the only way. Or I'm, yeah. So anyway, but yeah, no, that's that's great. I love that we did this. And, and again, I think like you positioned it, probably the fourth question is the most important, um, but yeah. they all they all matter. They all matter together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, and, and equally um, give us energy and revitalize us. And, and this is not about like, waiting for situations to get better or waiting for, like you said, the next moment we can, but these are the things that we can be doing now that allow us not to be crushed in these, you know, in the hard, in the hard seasons. And, you know, this last year was a weird hard season for a lot Mm -hmm. of people, but you know, this life, things happen and things Mm -hmm. move and we are not always in control. And Mm -hmm. so this provides some stability and being able to continue to grow instead of pull away, you know, from the Lord. And you're right. He pursues us no matter what, I can mm-hmm. attest to that. And I'm very mm-hmm. thankful for it. So um, we are so thankful that you joined us. We are so thankful to to be with you. Um, I pray that you have an incredibly good rest of your week. I hope all of these uh, questions were beneficial. If you want to share any of that, uh, and if you ask yourself these questions, if you want to share anything with us, we would love for you to do yeah. that. You can reach out to us. Um, what's the email for that? that we, we need do? your ideas. Like you might just have the best yeah. idea that we're like, oh my goodness. So change our lives. Yeah, yeah. change <laughs> our That's ideas. right. That's right. Change our lives. Uh, I like right. that. That's your uh, challenge. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. We're easily entertained, so it doesn't take much. So send. <laughs> send that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, you can. Um, you can actually just send those. If you want to send those to outreach at mercy multiplied.com, you can, um, those will get to our team and we'd love to, we'd love to hear your thoughts and your feedback on that. That'd be awesome. Thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next time. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. 
If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.